Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance and Holly, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance and Holly. Welcome back, Working Interferences listeners. This is your host, Lance Timmerman. And again, I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Polly. Hello. So it's uh, it's been a minute again. I think that's how we started last episode was, it's been a minute. Yeah. It's it's another minute. You know, until we actually start getting like people that pay us to do this, it's kind of got to be a fun thing. Otherwise... Wise, we aren't going to be doing it because we get really busy and other things fill our plate. You know what I mean? All righty then. Um, so it's well, one thing that's filled the plate recently was just some travel. Now, um, I tend to make my travel uh, business expense. So I we traveled to do a class and so or a symposium. It really wasn't a hands-on type class, but it, which will lead to more. But it was an excuse to go see Mykonos. So we uh, we took off. We had mentioned it in the last episode that we were going to be going to Mykonos. That's why we titled it uh, Zorba Life Lessons. So um, did you ha- bring back any life lessons from Zorba on this trip, Holly? Um, the only, the thing was, everybody that we met in Greece and Mykonos was very big on live every day to its fullest. Everything's got to be, you got to live it for good. Cause like, I'm going to be like, Oh, how's it going? Or the one guy who told us that his partner died of cancer. And he's like, but it's all, it's okay. You know, life is good and life is happy. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. It was, he was serving us in a little cafe right there by the windmills in Mykonos and trying um, to at Zorba's <laughs> funny enough called Zorba's and, uh, and so we're just making conversation and then, which led to the connecting the dots of, oh, wait, we're, oh, so are you, are you married? And, uh, well, my partner, uh, died of, and the, I didn't understand the word right away because of his accent. And then I'm like, oh, wait, he, that he met, he's saying cancer. Oh shit. So, um, but he, yeah, he wasn't, maybe it had been long enough ago, but he also wasn't like, feel sorry for no, me. No. It was, we had, re- we had, what do you say? Like 16 great years. In- yeah. You know, I don't regret any of it. And it was amazing. And I was like, wow, yeah. we could learn a lesson or two in America about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, certainly the live life for for the present. Be, be in the now. Yeah. So the other thing I learned was, um, wow, we are manipulated as Americans. <laughs> um, if you want to know what's going on in our country, go to another country and watch the fucking news. Yeah. Yeah. So we will back it up. So we... Um, the class, the symposium was a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday symposium, but with the distance and everything, I didn't want to show up the night before and then have jet lag and, and be have my, in sleeping through the whole thing. So we left on Saturday, arriving Sunday in Athens and kind of hit the ground running. We checked in the hotel and then immediately started walking around, um, as always, which made uh, bedtime. Um, I was really ready for bed when it was bedtime, but we were able to. Um, and then we flew Delta on the way there, 
um, there were already r- rumblings of, of flight delays and, and issues. And so we were, a l- I was a little concerned about getting there, but knowing that we had a two day cushion, it was less of a concern than, um, coming home and having patients the next day kind of a thing. So, um, uh, we were able to get to, we went to, let's see, it was Seattle to JFK, JFK to Athens. So that wasn't too bad of a break. I mean, it was like what five hours to JFK and about eight hours, nine hours to Athens. So it was yeah, it was pretty easy. Yeah, it was an uneventful trip. And then, um, but I mean, it was it was pretty tremendous. The whole place looked like um, every picture you've ever seen in your life. It just it, still even looking at it just looked like a painting. Staring at it, you're like, I this is surreal that I'm staring right at it. Or we had dinner one night, and the view from our table looked like it was just one of those big humongous paintings on the wall but it, no that was it was a we were um, really there it was really there we saw the acropolis while we had while we had dinner you found a pretty interesting wine shop so holly tends to ha- be like a bloodhound and if there's uh, fermented grapes anywhere she's going to find them and then ask the chef how you know when we go get food, she asks the chef for the recipe. If we go to a, a wine place, she asks for all the details. So we actually, was it Sophia? Was that her name? Sophia. Sophia uh, at the wine uh, shop. Fine wine shop. Fine, fine wine shop. Yeah. In, right there in Athens. Um, she was great. She came out and she, ha- she even had a laminated map, map. And she was like, okay, explaining these are the different regions. And these are- Nemea is our apparently the favorite city of ours because the ones we kept picking were from Nemea. Yeah. And then we also really loved that interesting grape that the vines that they have are 500 years old. Yeah. And then, when we say we have old vines here in America, we don't they're not. Shit. <laughs> we don't got shit out here. And they then they take the grapes and they lay them in the sun and they dehydrate them. And then they make this fermented. Um, it, but it's not a port. Yeah, it's just a dessert wine. It's a dessert wine. But wow, it was different. Pretty spectacular. It was interesting. So Justin Moody from Implant Pathway, he was in Portugal at the same time, Portugal and Spain, the same time we were in Greece. And so I was text. we were texting back and forth the wines that we were sampling. And um, it, it was interesting where I, I pointed out, I said, I'm, there's grapes. I don't even know the word. I can't pronounce what it, what this is. And we don't see them here in America. Um, yeah. Th- Greece doesn't export a lot of their grapes because mm-hmm. it costs way too much and they don't each winery doesn't produce that many cases of wine so if it is being shipped over here then it's mass produced yeah so that it was it was an education in in wine in that there's so much more out there that that we don't know and which leads to kind of your your cnn observation we we there's not a lot of channels that we can understand the the people talking. So really, you, you have three maybe on the the lineup in your TV at the hotel, and so it's news. And they kept bringing up things that current events that we'd never even heard of, weren't even aware of, like Sri Lanka. We're being, so manipulated here; it's terrifying. Well, we I remember back in the '80s, the TASS news agency in Russia, we, you know, was was looked down upon because they filtered the news. To their, their citizens really don't really know what's going on in the world because the news agency is is under state control. Guess what? That's that's exactly what's going on in America. So you know, Sri Lanka is out of gas. Like literally, there's no gas and there's none coming. 
So their economy is in the shitter. There is also no medication for any of the hospitals. They, yeah, it, it's quite the clusterfuck over yeah. there. And we are like, oh no, COVID strain 97. Yeah, the and maybe I'm watching the wrong news channels here because I'm not hearing any of that. But I am hearing about the next concern about well, should we mask up again? Or is Biden going to just shove re- it up their ass? <laughs> and you know what? If the world selects you out, the world selects you. You've out. been selected. Yeah. But I'm like sitting there listening because back what was it a year and a half ago when the people of Hong Kong were oh, protesting? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, we magically didn't hear anything about it. And there is a huge clusterfuck going on over there where China is infiltrating Hong Kong, even though there was an agreement that they would not do that. And now there are school teachers and everybody else fleeing Hong Kong because the Chinese government is giving them propaganda files that that is all they're allowed to teach in school. And not only that, the people that were protesting, are they're finally getting their sentences and their life lifetime prison. sentences for peaceful protests. Uh, now, not like the BLM bullshit in Portland and Seattle and all over the nation last year, where they, it was $2 billion in damages. And, where they and, got a hand slap for basically destroying shit. Well, Kamala Harris bailed them out. I mean, okay, anyway, I'm going to have to fucking edit. Okay. But yeah, so there's a lot of shit going on in this country and other countries around us that we don't have any fucking idea what's going on. And it would serve everybody a really good look-see. You can tell how prosperous a nation is when the, their biggest issue is you using the right pronoun. Yeah. You know, know, go to, go to these other countries and they just want to drink water, clean water. Um, They would like food. Yeah, medication so, for their people in the hospital. Yeah, uh, talk about first world problems. That's that's. Yeah, I think everybody a, here needs to shut the pie hole. <laughs> so um, that was Athens. The first two days, I, that was my first time in Athens. So I had to do some of the uh, bigger things. We did the hop on, hop off bus tour, which, which we always do, which w- is always brilliant. It's always the best thing, to do. especially if you only got one day. Then that's what you, how you spend your day. If you've got three days, your first day should be the hop on, hop off, because you're then going to get an idea of what else is out there to then go directly to. So we did the like a loop and a half because then it dropped us off right there at the Parthenon. Yeah. Part of it though is it was way cooler on the bus yes. than it was to get off the bus. Yeah. Yeah. It was a strategic. It um, was so humid. Yeah. Yeah. Hot and I humid. love heat, but this heat was like suffocating. Yeah. So and it was. Yeah. I firmly believe the best time to visit Greece is in the late winter. Because it's still nice and it's beautiful, but it's not humid and it's not hot. Right. You, It's nice enough to not have to wear a jacket, but it's cool enough to carry a jacket with you just in case you need right, it. Right, right. So we're walking around the Parthenon and just happened that my pinky toenail was snagging on my, my sandal. Again, first world problems. <laughs> okay, how about having your pinky toenail uh, peeled back like a freaking Vietnamese torture... <laughs> It's like again, <laughs> it was terrible. We need to just shut up. <laughs> so made it our, our, around, but I had to make sure I got some clippers so I could uh, that it still hurts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd already been to like, um, the Olympic stadium and all this stuff. So I'm like, 
I'm going to go sit in the marble hallway where it's 40 degrees cooler than yeah. it currently is outside. Come get me when you're done. Yeah. Of course, the texting wasn't so good. We, you finally got my text when I said I'm done when we were already on the bus back. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't really work that yeah, well. Yeah, it was fine. But they, they, for a small fee, they'll let you walk around the Olympic Stadium and, and re- have a recording, uh, a self-guided recorded tour. Um, so, so kind of walker and it takes about a half hour to do that. I think that's worth it. There was totally another, worth it. there was another area that we didn't pay the fee to walk around. So I don't know that if that would have been worth it or not. Uh, it just seemed a little bit more, um, it's just a big park, but this, this was cool. The Parthenon was amazing. Um, are you the, talking about Zeus's temple? Yeah, I didn't oh, go in there. Yeah. You, you had gone in, but yeah. I didn't. Um, you went what, five years ago? So how long ago you went? It's been almost seven years. Has it been seven? Okay. I knew it's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> so finally, then we, the, about a minute. then we got on the, the plane for, uh, it basically is the equivalent of Southwest Airlines to basically Island Hop. So we went from Athens to, um, to Mykonos. And um, that was an interesting little thing. So trying to, the airport, at least the, the flights we took you don't have the gates and walk down that ramp. They put you on a bus, like a bunch of sardines, and then they, they bus you out in the middle <laughs> of the tarmac. God, they're not like shipping you off to some other place. Right. And so you, you then enter. I, I thought I was getting a, a, a sweet deal. I got a seat on row five. Well, you enter from the back of the plane. You also get off the in the back of the plane. So I got all the way on, and then I was one of the last people to get off of the plane. Again. First world first, problems. First world problems. Um, it was the equivalent. It would be like a Frontier Airline, um, Spirit Airline type of a plane. There's there's no frills. There's not enough time to even give you a drink or anything. I mean, it's, it was a 25 minutes in the air. So yeah, it was great. And then you land in Mykonos. It was the same thing. You, everybody gets off to get on a bus to bus you back to uh, into this little itty-bitty airport. Uh, airport. Uh, basically one giant room and six different doors to go out of to get on the different buses to take you to the different planes that would be. So, um, I think that was the first time I've been to an airport like that. Um, so, but, uh, then of course I made a mistake. Well, not a mistake. It was a happy, it was a Bob Ross accident, happy little accident where his guy says, Oh, you're looking for a ride. And so I thought this cab driver was going to, you know, take me to his cab. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it was just some dude's car. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, we're gonna die. He's everybody. They're gonna fine. they're gonna find my severed head on a Al Jazeera video. So maybe, uh, maybe. But Demetrius was just oh my god, the he was best. amazing. So it was very affordable. It took us exactly. He he was not just a ride. He gave he us was all a the very advice. Handsome ride. Oh, if you find his Instagram, you're gonna see. He doesn't have a six pack. He's like an eight he's pack. Got, he's got all the packs. He's got every pack. It's it's he's a, he's a he's a very beautiful beautiful Greek Greek, man. He's an Adonis. He would be the definition of, of yeah. an Adonis. So um, takes us to our our uh, resort. Went to St. John's Resort there uh, in Mykonos. But told us all the places to go. Uh, you you want to get dinner here. You want to do uh, the bar there. You want gave us all a list. So Holly's making a list of all the different things. And then he said, "Hey, here's my cell phone number. Uh, call me anytime you want to go anywhere." And then Holly's like, "Well, couldn't I just walk it?" And he's like, "No." He goes, "If you're going to walk, just call me. I'll do it for free." <laughs> 
And I'm like, I thought that was kind of odd. He was so con- so concerned about her safety. And then I started watching the roads as we're driving oh along going, God. oh, my God, I will. The pure I, insanity of the drivers. Like I, usually when I travel internationally, I will rent a car. And I like the freedom and the ability to drive wherever I want. I will never rent a car in Mykonos. Oh, my God. It was. Oh, my it was it was dangerous. It, I was like, as this a reminds me a lot of Hong Kong. It was very Hong Kongish. Oh my god, the trap and there. The roads are like, just narrow. Our, we had one driver in Athens that he drove down the center lane of the freeway. Yeah, in both lanes, and I was like, dude, what's he doing? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you're gonna, you want to know who's hitting, you're gonna get it from all angles. But yeah, yeah, whew. that that was an interesting cab ride. He was taking us to the airport. Um, back and um he was being conversational talk about he was very proud of his sons and one son is a physician and everything and we're like so we kind of said oh is that very expensive is it costs a lot for to free education here in greece and he's like no it's 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 free but it's all about qualifying like you 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 don't like this guy's just a a, a writer not just but this guy is a writer and um his primary income is cab driving and, and things like that, but he's, he's a writer. So when people talk about all the politics, I don't want to get too political on the, on this show, but, uh, yeah, college might be free in other countries, but you don't get the freedom to choose. What you you have to do. qualify all along your entire life at age five, you're taking a test and at age seven, you're taking another. So and you have to qualify at age nine. You flunk the test because you're pissed because you have to take a test. Mm hmm. That carries through. You're done. Yeah. You're not going to be a physician. Your, yeah. your chance is gone. So here in America, you, you want to go to college. You can go to college, but it's going to cost you. And you have student debts and, and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, there's, there's that. There's that. So um, so you got to really see Mykonos because I had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I actually went to class the, or symposium lectures the entire time. I didn't skip yeah, a thing. It was good, but it ended up, I mean, it was a great course. Oh, it was, well, then the, after day one, I said, oh, we have to go to Barcelona in January. Oh, no. <laughs> so we're going to Barcelona in January. Um, uh, I'm going to learn how to do zygoma implants. May not do them, but at least I'll have the ability to, to recognize when it's appropriate and when to refer and all that kind of stuff. But um, uh, so Holly got to, because someone was talking to me about, um, you know, being there and and uh I'm just was it just an excuse or was i even gonna bother going to class i'm like no i'm totally gonna go to class but we stayed an extra couple of days because i want to actually see the place i said and so i t- messaged back to I, I think it was chris stafford and i said that um uh holly's gonna be absolutely dis- just sick of mykonos by the time it's over i will have had a little taste and it will be perfect for me two days after to see it my evenings were fantastic because i got to hang out in downtown mykonos for dinner they have a shuttle bus that was free from the resort that would take the Which, fun 20 fact, minutes. Which, we're super old. <laughs> um, shuttle bus doesn't even start until 6 p.m. Uh-huh. And we're like, oh, so I can't take the shuttle bus in the afternoon? And they're like, oh, most people are sleeping. Yeah, because we go to di- we go to breakfast at 9.30 and this busload of young people pile out. And we're like, oh, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're just coming in from the night. And I'm like, it's 9 fucking 30 in the morning. Yeah, they're, they're arriving as we are starting our day. Yeah, that is not a scene I'm a part of yeah. anymore. So they're going to sleep till 3. They'll probably get something to eat and then take their shuttle at 6. Yeah. So and then rinse start and repeat. all over again. Yeah, we're, we're not... We're old. We're, we're old, which is which is fine. Fine. I've already been there. Fine. I've already done that. So, um, now I 
was the one thing that you did that was fantastic. Holly had arranged for uh, a guided, a private tour through Mykonos. So we met at this one statue right in the middle of, of Mykonos. And this guy came along and made sure. Again, just a rando. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Well, he asked for us by name. And so that was good. So we, we knew that he was the right one. Well, so he walked around, showed us this is where you want to eat. Oh, don't ever eat here. Um, here's my favorite shops, all these different little things. We got introduced to. us to some really nice, uh, shop owners and, yeah. you know, locals that have been there for years and years and years. And yeah. And then we got in a car and we drove to the other side of the Island and found a pretty secluded beach to have a little picnic. And so it was really, really yeah, fun. And the, the tour guide, he made all the food homemade for us and yeah, yeah it was pretty spectacular. Yeah. Had a nice little Greek salad and, um, Sauces or yeah, there's, whatever they're called. Um, was it tzatziki and? Uh, yeah, was it eggplant? And eggplant? They're just yeah, all just different kinds of appetizer stuff. Yeah, fresh made that day, so you can't get any better than that. So if you can do a, a tour like that, uh, do it because we went to a beach. There were two other people there. Um, naked guy, one and- naked guy, buck naked, doing his thing, and just being him, just very zen, just being Greek. It was a kind of beach to get there. You have to kind of go down this path. Does it doesn't look like it's legal? Again, we were like, "Are we going to die?" Because I mean, we don't actually know this. You're guy. moving branches out of the way so you can keep walking. You're like, no one knows we're here. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to our life. Um, if if we're killed, there there's no evidence. Yeah, no one's going to say anything. The naked guy is not even paying attention to no, us. So. No, he's trying to sun his buns. So it's no. But it was fantastic. It worked out great. Um, then just spent Sunday just, just laying out yeah, at just the resort, out. resort. I got to swim in the Aegean until the waves were crashing too hard and decided, no, let's go back to the pool. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to die. No, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. So absolutely fantastic trip. Now at the time there was a whole lot of, there are, I'd already had different flights coming home scheduled that kept getting moved or canceled or whatever. And so I got scared and I paid a little extra and I, we flew home on Qatar Airway. So we went we to had a Doha. Whole plan. Well, it seemed that it was going to be a 14 hour layover, layover in Doha. And I thought, well, I've never been to Doha in 14 hours. That's probably plenty of time. But there was a hotel right in the airport. So it worked out just perfect. Except while we were gone, they had changed their COVID. They were kind of telling people that they needed to have PCR tests, a negative PCR test in order to enter the country. But that well, two days previous. So we missed the memo. And they wouldn't let us out of the airport. So we didn't get to see Doha. Which was not awesome. That that was less than cool. And then a, a fun fact, Holly has a bit of claustrophobia that um, even though we were inside of a gigantic building, uh, it still wasn't outdoors and fresh air. And so... Um, I had a little panic attack. Yeah, that was... That was a whole thing. That was, that was fun. And he did not like it. Yeah. But then we were able to fly. I figured we would have a non-American airlines with less likely to even have an American pilot. Therefore, labor wouldn't be the issue. We should be able to get home without losing. Because I had some friends that were stuck in Montreal. Well, there's for a lot a of guys days. from the course that were stuck, or their flights well, that, were canceled at the last minute. Yeah, that one couple from Philly. They yeah. they were. There's the next day a Monday. Their Monday flight was canceled. So they were trying to take the Sunday night flight red eye out to who knows where yeah so i don't even know if they made it home yeah i think they were trying to get like the halfway point and then get into a different flight from there 
So, um, super crazy. Don't know how they fared, but ours end up going exactly as planned, as, as scheduled. So we arrived as, as intended and it all worked out. Yeah. So that was the reason. So it was Dental Implant Masters is the group. Um, Alex Fibashenko out of uh, Australia is the one that has a uh, all on plus kind of a group that uh, he put on the symposium. And um, so they, I don't think they do it every year. I think it's an every other year kind of a thing. Uh, but totally worth it. Absolutely worth it. The, the lineup of speakers were fantastic. We had uh, Michael Picos was day two to open the day. Um, uh, Bedrosian out of San Francisco was, uh, one of the lecturers. Some of the presentations were, were, it just opened my eyes to the, the different way of doing full arch dentistry. So if you're into full arch type of implant cases, I think you just need to go to symposiums like this. Um, and, um, if you're going to do it, might as well make it fun. So yeah, you got some travel and actually out of go it. to class cause you learn a lot. If you're gonna spend that kind of money, you might as well go to the class. Don't, don't just pick it because of the location. Otherwise just. Just go. just go on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that is it. Now, Holly, this, this is an advice show. Okay. <laughs> what you got? Where this is a, a, a show where we do, um, uh, we answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. Um, we actually also, um, find a bunch of scenarios on all the social bullshit. So, um, but you actually, we were talking before recording, uh, some ideas of, of things to talk about. You wanted to, to kind of catch us up on, uh, something you had talked about previously on a previous episode. Someone has, was, had contacted you since then you've actually met with them. So why don't you tell us what the, yeah. The so on the last episode, if anybody listened to it, um, both of them are still listening. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had had that insurance company that had sent me multiple um, fee schedules and were trying to really work with us and they were going to come and she was going to be in town. I wanted to know if she could come to the office and um, her name was Kim and she did. Um, But she also brought her um, manager who was traveling with her, um, Lisa. So is this a, a new insurance company? What is so? I it's it's more of like it seems like it's a union. Oh, more like a trust plan. Yeah, or of, of some sort. Okay. Um, because I have not ever heard of them before. That's mm-hmm. the only reason I'm thinking that maybe it's a, a union. But most of the time, unions don't try to get you to sign up for them. Um, but so she showed up. I kind of what you were like, do you think she's really going to show up? I'm like, I think she's going to show up. She had a lot of questions for me and I think she's going to show up. So long. And she seemed incredulous prior to arrival that, um, that our fees would be worth being more than anybody else. Yeah. Because in her mind, a doctor's a doctor's a doctor. doctor. So why would anybody pay more to see anybody else? And it was interesting. So she showed up with her manager or her superior, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, oh, okay, come on back. Let's take a look at the office. And I showed him around and I gave him a short tour and I showed him, you know, your different plaques and did our patient tour and said, you know, these are our operatories. As you can see, we only see one patient at a time. We're not a mill. We don't bring people and have them sitting in the lobby and all this other shit. And we're going around and we were talking about implants and her 
manager was like, yeah, I need to have an implant done. And I said, well, hopefully you have it done by somebody who actually knows what the fuck he's doing. And you're not just picking somebody off of your plan. And she just looked at me and (laughs) she was just like, I said, because just because they can do an implant doesn't mean they should be doing an implant. Right, right. Well, I had a, a, a second opinion just a couple of days ago on a guy and he finally cut me off. He says, you, you understand, I'm, I'm shopping, right? I'm like, oh, okay. Well, tell me what, what's your criteria? Are you looking for uh, high success or the cheapest implant? Well, I, it should be both. Okay, yeah, well, it should be, but uh, I, I tend to fix the cases the, the the cheaper cheaper place. It's kind of like that, that old ad or the cartoon where it says $5 haircuts and then right next to that barbershop is we fix $5 haircuts. And yeah. he didn't seem to quite understand. He, I think he thinks it's just someone to put in a screw in my head. and just uh, Every dentist could do this. Yeah, you'd uh, be an idiot yeah, and wrong. You'd be wrong. Well, every dentist could. Yeah. But not every dentist should. So I, as I'm going through and I'm talking to these women and I'm, I'm showing them what is different and why we can't take their fees. So mind you, she's already given me four fee schedules mm-hmm. and you know, we're having this conversation and her manager keeps asking me questions about, so what do I need to ask whoever's going to do my input? I'm like, she's the manager. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you're dumber. You need to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. Do the Mark Twain. Yeah. And so she's just asking me all these questions and, you know, she's like, oh, okay, well, and then we get to the end of it, fast forward to the end. And, and I was like, well, I'm really glad you stopped by so you can kind of see why I was so, um, adamant that we we couldn't be on your fee schedule because there's just not enough money being made per patient to justify us being on your fee schedule. Mm Mm-hmm. And she had, she had set down a packet on the front desk when she arrived and I didn't really think anything of it until she was leaving. And as she was leaving, she goes, I'm just going to take this with me. I'm like, Oh, what is it? And she goes, well, I brought you a fee schedule, but I'm just going to take it with me. I was like, okay, well, I'm really glad she came. She goes, so am I. (laughs) I just, I just had to laugh. I was like, Oh, sweetie. No, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it, it's you don't know what you don't know, and I think a lot of um, I feel bad for the new grad dentists because they don't unless you've done a lot of homework and you've observed a ton of different offices, um, you may not really even know your own worth. Your yeah, the value of what you're doing. But I mean, honestly, if you're just going to practice like you did in dental school, then yeah, you're worth what pretty much the fee schedule from an insurance company. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with that, and that's that's and that's a fine. A lot of people make a really good living. With doing that, not I just in this day and age. Well, you not can unless you're seeing ninety-seven people right. in an hour. See, that's that's the thing. If it, you have to understand the business aspect of it and the volume yeah, game you're, of it, you're either and, running a business or you're practicing dentistry. Yeah, um, the ones that are you know f- strictly PPO for them to have a tremendous net. It's yeah, it's definitely a volume game. And, and I personally, I, I just can't handle, you, you need to have, you know, four hygienists. Uh, you need okay, to have. I don't like four, four people. I don't like four people, let alone four <laughs> hygienists, let alone. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you can, it's, it's a, the, the economies of scale is really the, the e- economics of it. You're, you're not making a ton per person, but you're seeing a ton of people 
therefore <clears throat> the net is 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 pretty good. But with a labor situation the way it is right now, I'm I in the past couple of years because of the way the labor thing has gone, I'm trying to go for much much smaller volume uh, in bigger cases. That's why I want to do more full arches. I want to do um, enough of that where I, I still need a team. I still can't do it a hundred percent solo. If I was just doing crowns, I could with an isolate and an itero, I could be off to the races. I don't even need an assistant. I just need someone to turn over the rooms. This is a bit more than that. I still need an assistant. I, I, I need somebody to come in and do the sedation for me. Um, sedation. I think I went and learned IV. We talked about that a previous episode did IV sedation. What it taught me was I don't really want to be doing that too. If I'm doing a big case, yeah, if I'm just doing, doing a filling or crown, you know, routine things. Yeah. That's no big deal. You know, get them, put them down, then do the dentistry and then bring them back out and let them go home. Um, that's pretty safe, pretty predictable. But when you're going to be putting them down for five hours, six hours, yeah, I need someone else watching their, their vitals while I'm trying to give them a new smile. So but we did get some feedback. Who is that, um, front desk and off of oh, yeah. Instagram. You had, um, we actually had, uh, it was a, uh, Instagram. I think, is that where you found it? Yeah. Okay. We had a direct message from Instagram. Uh, Avid listener here, and by the way, I personally think the podcast has improved leaps and bounds since Holly has joined. I started listening to the podcast in 2020. Oh, oh wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I got a job as front desk at the ripe age of 19. I'm 26 now and the office manager. I've learned so much just from having the front office perspective Holly brings to the show. I use Spotify to listen, and there's no option to leave a review, but I did give five stars, and I hope you are able to keep doing this podcast as much or as little as y'all please. Really enjoy it, and I'm learning a lot from you guys. So that was awesome. That was a nice little boost, uh, a juice to, because there are times where you're like, you know what, does anybody care? Yeah. And it's it's really good to get feedback to keep uh, keep it going. So uh, thank you so much. See, you didn't send the screenshot with their name, so I can't say who it was. Um, but avid listener, thank you so much for your feedback. Appreciate the five stars. And, uh, if you have a, what I love, okay, you've been listening. Now, you know, the, the format of it, send us a question, send, send us a scenario of your office Something that happened at your office yeah. that you're like, how would you have handled you know, this? Did I handle it right? Should I have done it differently? Um, could it have turned out better? What I'm finding is uh, someone, I keep seeing in some of the Facebook groups, people are talking about just the way a, a patient treated uh, the office and so many people seem shocked when, when I say, get rid of them. They're like, well, what? I'm like you don't need, you don't need all the patients that come through the door. So if someone's going to be giving you that kind of attitude, why just get rid of them? Well, and why would you allow anyone to treat your staff poorly? Mm -hmm. That's what I don't, I mean, cause I have, I mean, I had, <laughs> I've had a couple of people that I've gone head to head. So most of our patients don't know that we're married. Yeah. We had the one just yesterday. She's been our patient for 12 years. And she's like, wait a minute, what? You guys are married? Yeah. Like, because we had overlapping stories and she finally connected the dots going, wait a minute. You, you guys are married. So it's not like, uh, you know, that you, you'll hear people looking for a job. And one of the criteria, it never accept a job. If the husband and wife are, are working uh, they're in the office together. In some scenarios, that's probably true, but don't, don't just make a blanket statement because I think is if, if we can work together and you don't even know that we're married, 
then the, that marriage dynamic isn't in play. Right. But um, I forgot what I was going to say. I think I have Alzheimer's. Someone had a... Um, oh, I had a patient because I was collecting from him because his insurance didn't cover something at one point. And I had told him, I said, I'm not responsible for whether or not your insurance pays anything. That's an agreement that you have with your insurance company. I will do my best to get your benefits, but this is the benefits that they give me. So I showed him the printout and I said, I'm not a magician and I'm not a big business trying to make money for my investors on your behalf. So you probably need to contact your insurance company. He goes, I'm going to, I'm going to complain to Dr. Timmerman about you. I go, okay. And so I stood up. It always helps because I wear six inch heels. So I'm like six, six, I'm towering over him. And I looked at him and I said, go ahead and tell him that his wife sent you. And he looked at me dead faced and I never heard from him again. Yeah. I was just like, you little fucking peasant boy, get away from me. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, fine. Take your ball and go home. I'm I'm not going to cry that you left. You're a piece of shit. And if I, if I barely make any money off you anyway, then what's the point? Yeah. If I have to fight for any nickel and dime I get from you, yeah, you're fucking not worth it. No, no, and yeah, and especially the the people that they only come there to get their teeth cleaned. You 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 don't do anything on them ever. You know, I'm I'm happy to provide a dental home for you for if, if something go, does go sideways and we can keep you healthy and clean you on a regular basis and things like that. But I'm not going to beg for you. Yeah, they're, they're, those are a dime a dozen. There's, yeah. I mean, literally a dime a dozen people trying to find a place to get their teeth cleaned. Yeah. And yeah, if someone is treating your staff like shit, first of all, you should know your staff. Is there a reason they're treating your staff like shit? Because yeah. some staff members are dumb, dumb and idiots <laughs> and, and, and deserve the, and abuse. deserve the abuse. <laughs> Nobody deserves the abuse. Don't, don't quote me on that. But some people bring it on themselves. Yeah. Some people. They're, they're the antagonist. And yeah. So, I love getting the, the thing from the state with someone's collecting unemployment and you look at who it was, a former employer, like, oh yeah, oh, well, they didn't last there very long. Not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But even on that. So also, this is a fun fact. And this is something that I don't necessarily know that front desk know. So front desk will generally get all of the mail and they'll get the notifications that certain people have filed for unemployment. Well, if someone has filed for unemployment and they're a past employee of yours, but they quit on you, you need to acknowledge that you should not be paying towards their unemployment because your unemployment percentage goes up when you have to pay your little taxes or whatever it is on unemployment. Mm -hmm. And like, we just got one and you're like, oh, so-and-so is... Filed for unemployment and not surprised. I'm like, well, give it to me because I'm going to write to them and tell them that we are not going to be paying that 33% of their portion because they worked for us. Yeah, they worked for us like three months and then the next place for a few weeks. But we were the largest contributor to their last thing. And I, I wrote on the paper, I said, oh, no, 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 no. She quit on us. And had she not quit, she would still be employed. So we do not feel that we should be having to contribute towards her unemployment um, because she quit on us. We did not fire her. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay. 
But if you have front desk that are just receiving those papers and just putting them in a file, you most likely are not even seeing them. Right. And so your rates are going to go up because you didn't acknowledge it or, or add your two cents or anything like that. These are the same people that also sign you up for PPO plans that you didn't know you did. Exactly. So suddenly you're in network and you're like, I didn't agree to this. Oh, yes, you did, because you gave them the power. The front desk is like, well, I thought... uh, I thought that's just what we did. We were supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful. You need to have somebody who's watching your shit. And again, guess who that person is? You. So, you know, anything that comes from insurance companies, anything that comes from the state, anything, unemployment offices, all of that needs to be filed through you. And you actually need to take a look at it. Because we had somebody file unemployment on us and they were never, ever even employed by us. We had never, we didn't even know who it was. So keep an eye on that stuff, guys and gals out there. He, she, they, them, there. As I say, guys, that's a repressive term. Okay. I just gave the whole span. (laughs) Everybody calm down. But. I mean, you need to be aware that people are doing shady shit out there and you shouldn't be having to pay for anything more than you should be having to pay for. Now, if you fired somebody just because you hate them and they suck, well, guess what? You're going to have to pay for part of their unemployment. But if they quit on you, nope, write that shit down and get that letter back to the state. Okay, what's next? Um, well, here's a Reddit one. I I haven't even done, I only started the first sentence, but you caught me saying, so this is going to be on the fly. Neither of us are ready. Let's see how it goes. I can always delete this. So, all right. Uh, Jay Isuki or Jisuki on the subreddit of dentistry. Should I quit? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It is a dental professional. Uh, it says, Okay. I have been in this industry for about five years, and for the past one to two years, I am slowly feeling that being a dentist is not for me due to my inability to manage stress when there are patient complaints. When there is combination of difficult patient plus difficult case slash unexpected bad result, it really impacts me greatly. I do not get that many complaints about dental work itself, maybe one or two big headache cases in a year, but when it happens, whether it's my fault or not, stress is overwhelming and lasts a very long time. Many of the doctors whom I spoke to say this is just a phase and I will get over it as I gain more experience. My feeling of reward do not outweigh the amount of stress. I feel like when the job is done well, it feels more like I dodged another bullet instead of feeling like I did something well. And whenever there is trouble, I feel like failure and self-doubt explodes. The good feeling I get from 100 well-done cases do not seem to compensate for the stress I get from one bad case. Someone told me I need to dissociate myself from work and never to bring the baggage home. But how do you exactly do that? I have no idea how. Is this a phase? Should I consider a different career? If I do decide to go a different career, I don't think I can ever work in service job for, again for sure. Is that the end of it? That's the end of it. And so, I, so yes, your answer is correct. Well, <laughs> But okay. it's not that easy. It's not that easy. And it... You're, you're really new and you couldn't have become new at a worse time. Yeah. The one, last one to two years, that means you graduated during COVID. No, it's five years in. Okay. So it's the past couple years. He's been having the stress. It's, yeah. Well, it's well, hey, been, so is COVID's everyone. really fucking everything yeah. up. Yeah. 
everybody's feeling that that angst and with the economy the way it is it triples that and I can't express enough to get a therapist. It's not as easy to disassociate when somebody attacks you as somebody might say, unless they're a sociopath. Well, and you can't, you can't help but take this personally. Everything yeah. we do is personal. It's personal. So you're giving a service to somebody, and mm-hmm. it is personal. So yeah. you're doing bespoke work. It's personal. So anything that goes sideways, it's personal. That's why I'm I'm all about minimize the stress. Someone's a bitch to you, get rid of them. Yeah. Don't you don't need that person. So I feel bad for this. They're five years out. Odds I, are in this in, in day and age, they're probably an associate at a DSO. Yeah. Which Statistically, is even worse because they're going to throw you in front of the fucking train. Yeah. And take the bullet because they aren't going to want to have any responsibility. So a couple of things that I noticed out of that is you need to have the balls to say to the front desk who I'm sure scheduled this patient in your column. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. This is not going to end well. So somebody else can do it. I can already see the writing on the wall. I'm not doing this. The more you do it, the more you can recognize the, the landmine that you could step into. So patient selection becomes easier yeah. the more you do this. There, there are cases I turn away now that I probably would have done 20 years ago. Well, and then you had that, fu- that fucking cut at... Uh, <sighs> 45 minutes. Smiles, whatever, whoever, that one office that you were helping out. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, they're here for six veneers. Oh. And you're like, where's the wax up? She's like, there's no wax up. And he's like, you were like, I'm not fucking doing this. Yeah, I got... Um, so the front desk, someone came in. They, they, and they For they, some s- reason... The front desk seems to be God in all the offices. In the DSOs, it does seem that the uh, front desk tends to have, uh, they, they, they value their opinion more than the doctors. And guess what? They don't have a fucking license. So, so the, they the, don't have The doctors at this office where you're talking about, they were fairly new grads within the past three to five years. Um, the front, the, the manager, she had like 20 years experience. So and this, she was terrible. Right. But the, the DSO seems to think that she has more value because when we cross paths, they, they listen to her way f- in hindsight, they wish they would have listened to me. Well, yeah, that came late. back and bit them in the ass. Yeah. So, so here's, here's a scenario. They had come a couple days before as a new patient and the dentist recognized that they were in over their head. They didn't know how to do what this person was asking for. But they because want because they, they wanted to do it cheaply were, and wrong. Well, they just didn't. Even, they didn't. They don't know what they don't know. They didn't even know what to do. They just knew that they couldn't do whatever this person was asking. But it was in my schedule just to do six anterior crowns. Well, number one, if you don't know me, I don't do six. Six is never the right number. Now, when I say I don't do six, what I mean is every time I do six, it's a compromise. We've had a big discussion. We went through all the, the scenarios to explain they why the form that yeah. they understand that this is not the recommended treatment. Because usually I'll show pictures. Okay, this is this how you want to look? And usually the picture that they want to look like, that's not six. That's yeah. usually eight to 10 or, or a full mouth. Uh, especially on this this person. So I get there and this person's huge masseters. Their teeth are worn in half. I'm like, okay, uh, if we can add length to the, the six anteriors, but you're going to break right off. This person's masters, they need Botox just to decrease the, the, the forces they're generating. They really were a full mouth reconstruction. 
not just doing six. Um, they weren't, actually they could have afforded it, but then they were in between, they're going to be going to China for two weeks and they were going to be in between this. And so they were trying to get me to do all these things before they left. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing this. Uh, we can do this, this, and this first, but no. So that I got turned into the leadership at this DSO. And, uh, shortly after I was let go because I was not a team player. I'm like, Which I'm the guy in charge. Funny Cause like, Five weeks later, they fired her because they realized that she was the problem, and then they tried to get you back. Yeah, they wanted me back. And it was just like, what the fuck, you stupid idiots. Yeah. So back to this guy's question. <laughs> Should he quit? I wouldn't quit, but I would, one. The pro- I, well, I would get a therapist. The, the problem is that type of um, internalization of criticism and everything, no matter where you go, you're going to get that. Right. It's going to stay the same. So get a therapist. Learn how to work with stress. Mm-hmm. Learn how to disassociate because that's not a, that's not something that everybody can do. Right. Generally, the guys who can disassociate their bad dentistry are the guys that are business owners. They aren't actually dentists. They aren't in it for taking care of the public. Mm-hmm. They they're running a business. Right. So they can disassociate fairly quickly. Because they just go on to run their business. Mm-hmm. They're like, whatever, fuck it. You got your whatever. And so if if you are struggling with being a dentist, you need to get some help. Yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, that's such a huge investment. Unless your parents paid for your dental school and you have no debt. That was my next point was. You, you know, really can't. That's the only reason away. I'm still in dentistry is because of the debt that I took. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, and all I've done is added more. To it, taking bigger classes and doing things like that. So, however, right now it's a little bit more tolerable. Yeah, I, but you also learn to say, "I'm not going to do this case. This is not a good yeah. case for me." Here's a referral. Someone comes in, and you can just tell that they want. They're going to be a fucking nightmare. Their level of perfection they're seeking is just like no. This this is no. Yeah. So I can get rid of those people. I recognize them that I probably wouldn't have recognized in years past, uh, or. I've got the methods, my techniques of doing things now are much more predictable and what got me in trouble in the past, I won't go down that path because I've learned not to do it that way, do it this way. Oh, um, I'm going to put this out there. Uh Uh-oh. We might be looking for an associate to come and work with our office. So if you are a dentist out there in miserable hell and you think... Maybe being an associate in an office that is smaller, more boutique. Use the wrong word. I don't want an associate. You want a partner. I want a partner. But, you know, that's the path that we are thinking we're going to go down. So if if you want someone who could mentor you to expose you to this type of dentistry that I do, the boutique level, uh, shoot us an email. Contact us because uh, if you... Or if you know somebody because... I don't want to, believe me, we won't tolerate a piece of shit. So if you're a piece of shit, keep walking. Yeah. But that is something that we are considering um, because we are only open three days a week. We're looking for. See, ideally we, the place should be open five days a week and I I could cut down to two, two days a week. And then the other three that you could, the, the a partner could work three to four days a week. Yeah. And, uh, in a, in a low stress so environment, if you know anybody, and we have all the toys and we've already, we understand the stress. Yeah. We understand, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So if you do know somebody or, 
you're looking for a change, shoot us an email. Maybe we can have a little chit chat, but yeah. side, that's a side note. Um, but this, this guy, five years, you're barely, you you're don't even barely, know how bad it still gets. A to- you're still a toddler. <laughs> it's just going to get worse. But if, if you are in a DSO, <laughs> it probably isn't going to get any better because they're not going to protect you. Right. That, that's the thing is it, depending on what the environment, if you've been five years in the exact same office, then you just don't know how different it can be. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's the capitation offices, then there's the PPO type offices. There's the strictly fee for service state offices. There's, there's there's so many varieties out there. And the more that I've helped out other offices to see how other places do things, the more I can see that, Okay, there, there's so many differences. So maybe you just hate your location, your, your specific s- scenario. Yeah. It's not the industry, it's your location. Yeah, it's the, it's the people backing you up, mm-hmm. you know. The team itself. You know, are you in an office with 40 people? Or, because we're in an office of four. Yeah. That's a totally different dynamic. Yeah. One is me, one yeah. is Lance. And then we have a hygienist and an assistant. That's yeah. all we have. Yeah. So we're not dealing with a ton of personalities. So much easier to manage when you don't have that many. Now, I've had a few people that they didn't last very long with us because of like they kind of like having a, a team of 10. Well, because they like to gossip and yeah. hang out and not work. Yeah. They're and usually, I've seen offices like that tend to be overstaffed. And so there's a lot of standing around. Well, there's and, a lot of drama too. And, and it becomes drama. You have subgrouping. The, the yeah. clinical group is against the administrative group and they all angered at each other. It's, and then there's it's the sharks and the where jets. I'm like, somebody answer the fucking phone. <laughs> I don't care who it is, but somebody answer the fucking phone. Yeah. And then everybody jumps on the phone. But it, yeah, I don't read off dentistry yet. Yeah. Yes. It is kind of a nightmare when you are new and you do care. And yeah, your problem is you care. So as soon as you quit caring, you never stop caring. (laughs) That's, that is what you have to learn to work with. And you have to have a team that is interested in protecting you. Yeah. And doing what's right by you. Yeah. They have to believe that you have the best intentions and and best interests and things like that so that you wouldn't not care. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing is done purposefully. Yeah. And to be negative. Or apathetically. The worst thing to do is the dentist that I don't really care. So he he, trying to extract that tooth, just chews up the bone and and everything and and has a lot of collateral damage because eh, whatever. It's, it'll heal. Yeah. No. I mean, I do that procedure, but I care that I'm cutting on bone because yeah. I know that it's going to hurt and I do things to manage. Well, and to salvage as much bone as possible. Yeah. It makes a big difference. So don't write off dentistry yet. It may just be where your location and the type of dentistry that you're doing. Yeah. And be more selective and say no. No means no in all aspects of your life. <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. So we should probably wrap it up there. Um, okay, go people and are, block out all my swear yeah, words. Yeah, now I, 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 yeah. So I said them like six times. Yeah, there's, there's one word specifically that I kind of just can't let you have. I'm sorry. Just, you I know, just can't even. I, I understand. I understand. So uh, rate and review us. Please don't hold the swearing of Holly uh, against us. Um, please, uh, apparently you can't review us on Spotify, but I guess you can give us a, a rating. Uh, so I have to look into that to find out what that uh, person. I thought did. she was just giving us like a five star on our Instagram messaging. Oh, okay. Like a high five. Yeah. I don't think she actually okay. was able to All give right. us anything. So she didn't. So 
otherwise, go to Apple and, and scroll on down until you can give us some stars and a review. Feedback's great. Please send us questions. We love to, to have the more personal, uh, specific type of scenarios to talk about rather than just pulling it straight from Reddit. But yeah, um, but it so, worked out, I think. Uh, now I th- was thinking we should go out with a song. What uh, we we. I, whenever we travel, I try to listen to, like, usually at the wine bar, and we'll listen to the soundtrack. And, and Yeah, that wine bar was really good. You guys have to go there. So, um, there's a bunch of music that I which was then uh, shazamming while we were in, in Athens. So, there's a lot of things that we could do. Well, the one that first jumps out to my in my mind is the, the loves, loves theme. Okay. Should we do that sure. one? Jeez. For whatever reason, being a Mykonos made me think of the 70s. It just everything was just kind of <laughs> old and, and retro. So uh, uh, this is uh, on for Holly Timmerman. This is Lance Timmerman. Peace. Okay, love you.
Thank you.